Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. We'll choose to believe what will you say, because there's going to be many voices around us, and they're going to tell us so many things, and there's going to be a lot of lies that we're going to be hearing from the enemy, but we will believe what you say, God. We will believe what you say. Amen? Amen. How many of you were blessed with that song? I don't know about you, but whoo, I, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Also, you know what? I want you to give a hand to the worship team right now. Let's give a hand to the worship team. You know, every time, every time, they just create such an atmosphere. So it's easy to enter in. It's easy to enter in. Our, our hearts are prepared. The ground of our hearts are prepared to receive uh, the Word of God today. And uh, I am just so blessed. Uh, you know, I said it this morning. How many of you are blessed because of what we have in this house? Amen. Amen. We have praise and worship that's coming out that's so powerful. We have amazing new songs uh, that are coming out, and that's going to be sung the next few Sundays, you know. We have a word that's coming forth that's very powerful, and not just from the uh, senior leadership. I mean, a life conference, I heard, you know, words from our young people. I mean, they preached on stage, they exhorted on stage, and you know what? Oh, our young people are on fire. They are on fire, and I'm so very, very blessed. So you know what? What we have in this house, we need to thank God for. I am so grateful that he has set me in this house just as he pleases. Amen. How many of you agree with me? Right here. Those of you who are set here in New Life, Maine. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue, you know, along the lines of, uh, you know, closer, but I want to add on to that. Uh, last week, I talked about how God wants to teach us. You know, we are in a learning relationship with Him. You know, our learning in the kingdom is very relational because God wants to come closer. He wants us to come closer to Him because He wants to build relationship. And in that relationship, we walk with Him, we work with Him, you know, but we also learn with Him because there are some things that He wants to teach us. So I'll go through some verses that I uh, you know, um, said uh, like the last week and very quickly. And then I'm going to add some things, you know, uh, to the message. And I pray that you will be blessed. But M Matthew 11, 28 to 30 in the message Bible, all right? I'm reading a paraphrase of it. And it says here, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. There's that invitation. Come to me. Come closer to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. And you know, physical rest is amazing, physical rest is awesome, but this is more than just physical rest that God is talking about. He's even saying it doesn't matter how busy you are, maybe in your work, maybe you have, you know, loads of homework or whatever it is in your school, but he's talking about a rest that's spirit, soul, and body, you know, your mind, your will, and emotions. He says, walk with me and work with me, watch how I do it, learn, so there's a learning, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. 
So last week I said that God wants us to live. He wants to teach us how to live as his image bearers. He wants to teach us how to live as his sons and daughters. He wants to teach us how to live as royalty. Because how many of you know here, you are sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Therefore, you are royalty. I see some princes and princesses here in the house today. And as royalty, you know, God put us in a different place to learn. We are not going to learn about the kingdom. We are not going to learn about God's ways in the world. Because royalty can teach royalty. Only royalty can teach royalty. So only God can teach us through his word what it means to live out as sons and daughters of God. So he's putting us in a different place. He's putting us in a different place. So we are not keeping up to speed with the world's way. Not to say that education is not important because it is. Yes, because we are off this world. We are in this world, but we are not off this world. And so there's a different pace. There's a different place to learn the ways of the Father, all right? So here, I, I said again, we are not of this world. Why is that? We will never be because we are in Christ. In Christ is our place of learning. So we have to shift our thinking, our focus to a different level. We start to see things from a different perspective. Like when we have circumstances that are around us that are contrary to us, we view them from a different perspective. Even though it's adverse, even though uh, these are chaotic circumstances, God is teaching us to live in a state of rest and he's teaching us to live in a state of confidence in who he is and who we are in him. Say confidence. That's the title of my message now. If you're looking for a title, the title of my message is, This is My Confidence. So he's teaching us. So we do not react to events, but we are taught by the Holy Spirit to respond to God from our inner man. So we're not just reacting with our emotions. Now, that might be your first reaction, of course, you know, like when something comes up, you're like, ah, oh, your first reaction uh, could be emotional. And that's all right. But then he'll say, whoa, okay, I'm going to teach you now. Don't react through emotions. Maybe that's your first response. But shift, shift. Respond from your inner man. Respond from your spirit. Amen? So in Christ is the space where we learn from. And one of the things that we have got to settle in our hearts is this, that God has already taken away everything that is against us. In this place of learning, God has taken away all the hindrances, all right, for us to be able to learn in a way that is effective, relational, and even joyful. So he's taken that away. Colossians 2 13 to 15. This is so important. Why? Because we do not want to be double-minded when it comes to our relationship with God. We don't want to be in a place where we're always doubting. Oh, yes, he loves me. He loves me when you're on the mountaintop. But when you're in the valley, you're kind of like, oh, I, I don't know about that. Or you're in the mountaintop and you're saying, oh, God is provider. Woohoo! And then you're in the valley and you're going, oh, I don't know about that. No, we cannot be double-minded. And that's why, uh, like earlier in the song, I just felt in my heart, I just felt the Holy Spirit. They tell them, I am the God of the mountaintop, but I'm also God of the valleys. I do not change. And I will be more than enough for you, wherever you are, whatever circumstance you're in. So Colossians 2, 13 to 15 says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, 
having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out past tense, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So it's very clear that what was contrary to us, what was against us, what was hindering us, he already took it out of the way. And we know that the context of this verse is talking about the law, the requirements, the law. Now, I want to say this very clearly. The law is good because it came from God. So the law is good for the purpose that it was sent out to do. And the purpose of the law was to show us how holy God is, how holy, blameless he is. This standard, the law showed the standard of God, but it also showed that we could not achieve it in and of our own strength. The law showed us our failings. The law showed us our fallings. That's why the book of Hebrews says, because he found fault with us, not with the law, he found fault with us, meaning we could not attain to the standard of the law, he sent his son Jesus Christ to become the fulfillment of the law for us. So he took that away. That was contrary to us because the law demanded perfection. The law demanded performance. Like if you perform this way, then God is going to love you. Then God, No, but he took that out of the way. So that was contrary to us. And what else did he do? Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So he also took away the power of the enemy. The enemy is under our feet. The devil is under our feet. And he's saying, I have taken even that away. So, you know what? Sometimes we feel that the enemy is against us, right? Oh my gosh, the enemy is after me. Ah, the enemy is after me. Ah. No, the enemy is under your feet. He has already disarmed the enemy. So when the lies come in, he's teaching you how to respond. He's teaching you how to stand under the, the attacks of the enemy, knowing that he's already defeated. Satan is defeated. He's under your feet. Jesus has the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the Amplified Bible. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation. A new creature altogether. The old, previous, moral, and spiritual condition has passed away. What does pass away mean? It's dead. Your old man is dead. The old nature is dead. Behold, the fresh and new has come. So this is our starting point, that we are a new creation being. That's our starting point in our relationship with God. So you don't deal with the old man anymore. That's dead. You don't deal with that. Yeah, forget about the old man. You are now dealing with the new one. You are learning God's ways from the new man. You deal with everything from there. And it makes such a difference. Because sometimes when we find ourselves in a place that's not good, when we fall, when we fail, we think that we went back to our old nature like, oh, I'm here again, my sinful nature. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Oh, I need to go back there. No, that's not how you think. God is saying no. Watch me. I will teach you something. You are already in Christ. This is your position. You are in Christ. Now, you may fail. You may fall. You know, you might sin, you might miss the mark, but you fall here and you get up from here. 
You, you don't go back to the old nature anymore. You're, you're living out from this. And in this place, the new creation being, you now have the empowerment to rise up. Because now you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Galatians says that. You have the Holy Spirit to teach you. You have the Holy Spirit to guide you. And now you don't walk in condemnation. You walk in conviction. There's a difference. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. Yes, the Holy Spirit will convict you, but will never condemn you. Because conviction brings about with it empowerment. Condemnation brings you down. But the conviction of the Holy Spirit brings about with it empowerment. Amen. So it's correction, but with empowerment. So that's the difference when you deal with things from the new man. So that is your starting point. So God has put us in Christ. So no matter what is going on in our lives, God sees us as he sees Jesus. That must be your starting point. So we start from a positive. So we start out with certainty. We start out with confidence in this closer relationship. This is my confidence that God already loves me. I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I'm already accepted. He is enough, therefore I am enough. We know that he has good plans for us. We know that he has rescued us from hell. We know that our salvation is complete. Amen. That is our starting point. So become so confident in who he is, what he has done, and who we are in him that no one's opinion or no one's rejection can rock you. So that no situation or circumstance can shake you. You must be so confident standing on the rock that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. So that empowers you. It empowers you to walk this relational journey with God. Because I'm telling you, you know, he said, learn to live freely and lightly. But how many of you know there will be challenges in your relationship with God? You know, because uh, we still have flesh. And uh, sometimes our flesh wants to go in a different direction, which is why when you're yoked with Jesus and you want to go in a different direction, you say, oh, Christian life is so hard. Right? And the thing is, if you don't want to be nasasakal, then just go with the yoke. Go with Jesus. And it, yes, it is challenging because it is challenging to forgive sometimes. It is challenging to give sometimes. But that is why we have the Holy Spirit to empower us. That is the difference. You know, um, Pastor Paul and Sister Shadi are now back here in the Philippines. They're under quarantine though. But how many of you are glad our senior pastors are back? Woo! You know, after almost a year, which is, I think, the longest that they've been out, but they're in quarantine right now, so we're going through the regulations and all that, so that's all good. But in, in our relationship with Pastor Giselle and I, so we just came in last year as lead pastors, and we still have so much to learn, like so much to learn. So there's a learning that we are going through, and in that learning, there is correction, there is adjustment. There are things that our senior pastor will see, will correct, and you know what? Sometimes it's not easy to accept it. Can I be real? I mean, we're all real. Like, if you get corrected by someone, I mean, there's a tendency to get offended. But the thing is this. Between the four of us, we've already settled it. We've, it's already settled. We are loved by our senior pastors. They want the best for us. They want us to succeed. And everything that they do is because they see something great and something good for us. So in that relationship context, in that foundational 
that foundation uh, now, now thing that we have learned with our relationship, if we get corrected, if we, whatever it is, yes, we might feel, uh, you know, all my crying sessions with Sister Shadi, uh, you know, why, you know, but it's okay. Because bottom line is this, I'm not going to quit this relationship because I know the foundation. And with so many of us, sometimes we quit and we say, you know what, God, I'm, I, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here because I really don't understand what's going on. But you know what? If you know that you're already loved, if you know you're already accepted and chosen, you'll just trust God. You know, I love what Pastor Giselle said in his morning session. You know what? And let me encourage you, life conference, all the sessions are online. If you missed life conference, go into our Facebook uh, live and all the messages are in there. They're amazing messages, you know. And But Pastor Giselle, uh, in the morning rally, he said this, if you cannot see God's hand, trust God's heart. If you... <laughs> Yes, honey, it is good. The Holy Spirit is good. <laughs> so if you cannot see God's hand, because sometimes we can't. How many of you here, you have seen God? Are you even doing anything? But we have to trust his heart. We have to trust this. That's why he's coming closer, because he wants to establish some things, because he knows there are things that are going to come into your life, and it may seem like he's quiet, and it may seem like he's not doing anything, but he's saying, no, I'm doing something. You know, trust my heart in this. Amen. Hallelujah. So it empowers us to do that. All right. So confidence, complete confidence in him is actually part of our inheritance in our walk with God. God wants us to have complete confidence in him. Why? Because confidence or the lack of confidence can be the difference between breakthrough and defeat. All right. I'll say that again. Confidence or the lack of confidence or the lack thereof can be the difference between breakthrough and defeat. Look at Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14 in the Amplified Bible. Psalms 27, 13 to 14 says, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. So, you know, the writer of the Psalms was saying, I would have despaired or I would have quit. Why? Because despair will make you quit. If you stay too long in despair, if you stay too long in anxiety, you'll quit. And so the, the Bible says here, despair, I would have despaired. I would have quit if I did not believe that I would see your goodness. Amen. So despair comes. Why does despair come? It comes because we lack confidence in God's ability to come through for us. That's why we quit, because we're not, we're not settled that God is going to come through for us. But remember last week I said this, how you perceive God is how you receive from him. How you perceive God is how you receive from Him. So if you perceive God as a good father, you already know that. No doubt in your mind. He's a good father, then you will receive good. You will expect good. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You have no doubt in your mind that the end is going to be good. Because that's how you perceive God. If you perceive God as healer, then you're receiving healing. 
But if you perceive God as a God who's always angry with you, who's always nitpicking on you, if you see God as somebody who gives sickness and disease to punish you, if that's the way you perceive God, you won't ever, ever have a closer relationship with Him. You can't. You'll draw far from God. I mean, who wants to be close to a God who wants to give sickness and disease? Who wants to draw near to a God who's always, you know, like nitpicking and being angry at you? No. But God exhausted all his anger on the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus took upon himself the punishment for our sin. Jesus took upon himself the wrath of God, the anger of God, so we could come face to face to God and come boldly before his throne and receive with confidence what we need. Hallelujah. And so how you perceive God is how you will receive from Him. I love Psalm 27, 13 to 14 in the New Living Translation because we're talking about confidence, right? It says here, I remain confident of this. I remain. You know what? To remain is intentional. We must protect our confidence. Protect it. We must guard our confidence. Don't let the enemy steal your confidence. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, um, there was a question in after Sunday Convo uh, last Monday. I, I love the questions coming in. So tomorrow, if you have any questions about the message, you know, obviously there will be a lot of things that, you know, I won't be able to cover and you might have questions tomorrow at 7 o'clock. So uh, there was a question that said, how can I go through changes in life um, while being intimate with God? I think that was the question, something like that. How will I go through changes in life? And I can understand that change can be um, rattling. I mean, it, it, it can, you know, shake you, change. But how many of you know change is inevitable? There's always change. And some changes we are not prepared for, like the pandemic. I mean, who was prepared for a pandemic? Like one week before, we were like, oh, and then all of a sudden, lockdown. I mean, no preparation. It was like lockdown. So we weren't prepared for that kind of a change. But how many of you know that God wasn't surprised? Aren't you glad? God wasn't like, oh, my goodness, there's a global pandemic. Michael, uh, you know, what are we going to do? No. He knew exactly what he was going to do. Why? Most of us are unaware that God uses foresight <laughs> in his relationship with us. Because God is omnipresent, he's omniscient, right? He's omnipotent, amen? So that's God. And so with our relationship, God always uses foresight. He knows what is coming down the road for us. He knows what is going to happen. So what he does, because he's our forerunner who goes before us, what he does is he provides for every circumstance. He provides for every eventuality. He provides for any situation. So that when you step into that situation, the provision is already there. Remember last week, I think last week is what I said. I don't remember which service I said it. But when you come into prayer, your starting point is this. When you pray for something, especially if it's like a petition, you're asking God for something. You don't come begging, hoping. No, your starting point in prayer is this. God, I know you are always with me, and I know everything you have is mine. When you start that way in prayer, I'm telling you, your prayers are going to change. You are going to be confident because you know, 1 John 5, 15, that if 
4, 15, 5, 15, 1 John 5. Anyway, if you pray according to his will, he hears you, 5, 14, 15. If you pray according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, you already know that you already have what you asked for. That's the confidence. But the confidence step comes from what? You are always with me, God, and I know that everything you have is mine. So you have open access to everything God has. That's why we come boldly, not timidly, boldly to the throne of grace to receive what we need. Amen. Hallelujah. So God knows our journey better than we do. So he will strategically place provision next to every problem, next to every opposition, next to every obstacle. And our job is to come closer to God because he's been there and he's going to tell you what to do. I've been there. This is the way you're going to navigate it. That's why it's so important to have a closer relationship with God. You know, God prepares you for what he has prepared for you. I'll say that again. Remember, he is our forerunner. He has gone before us. Remember Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 10. He says that he has already have, he has good works prepared from before the foundation of the world, right? So God is preparing you for what he has already prepared for you. So you know that when you come face to face with any obstacle, you know, all right, God, there's provision for this. It's different. Like when you get a bill and you don't have the money right now to pay for the bill, okay? How many of you have been there? Don't raise your hand because I know we've all been there. Like you get the bill and like, <clears throat> uh, where am I going to get provision for this? And sometimes what's our first reaction? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? I know where I'm going to get the money. I'm going to call my Nina. I'm going to call my Nina. I'm going to call my Padrino. I'm going to call. Uh, that's our first reaction. And we're like, how am I going to pay for it? But God is teaching us, whoa, whoa. There's a different way to do things. I'm going to teach you how to live like royalty. Because princes and princesses, they don't really panic. But they're always stately. Kahit nagpapanik na yan. Baka nakikita nagpapanik na royalty, right? I mean, inside, they're like, ah! But so God's going to teach you. This is how you do it. You get the bill, and you're like, first reaction, huh? okay. Come before God and say this. God, what do you want me to know about you in this situation? Who and what in your nature are you revealing to me? And God is saying, I'm going to reveal myself to you as provider. Watch. And he's like, it's just like this relationship. Oh, wow, really? That's great, Lord. Provider, provider. How are you going to do it? I'll surprise you. Okay, God. You know, but you go into there knowing he's provider. Can you imagine? And then he's going to say, hey, we're going to have an amazing journey, you know. Like, I know you don't have the finances right now, but I, you know what? I prepared something for you. I can't wait for you to experience how I'm going to provide. And you have that conversation with God so that when you go out of that place and you get the bill, you say, Come on, Bill, bring it on. Alam nyo na Because you're already confident. No matter what happens, God is going to pull through for you. He is. And you might be saying, well, he didn't answer my prayer the way I wanted to. Well, see, that's the problem. Sometimes we want to put God in a box. And we think we have unanswered prayer. But see, God answers prayer. He says that if, we, if you pray according... To his will, he hears you. How many of you know it is his will that you get to pay your bills? So you know that's already his will. But sometimes the way he does it is different from the way we want it done. And we think it's unanswered. You know, I was talking to my sister and, oh, you know, she, she mentioned this quote to me. 
and it was so good. She said this, God loves us too much to answer our prayer at any other time than the right time and in any other way than the right way. I'll say it again. God loves us too much to answer our prayer at any other time than the right time and in any other way than the right way. So he's going to answer your prayer, but you have to allow him to do it his way and his time. Because in the end, he loves you. In the end, he provides for you. In the end, he wants what best, what's best for you. Amen. So we have confidence in God's nature towards us when circumstances are against us. And that's important to note because in difficult situations, we want to hide in who he is for us. Who he is. So if it's, if it's healing you're contending for, hide in his being healer. So if it's lack you're contending for, hide in his being provider. He's your rock. He's your fortress. He's your refuge. Amen. And as you come into this closer relationship with him, God is going to use moments as teaching moments. There will be teaching moments. God is teaching you to do things. But there will also be times when you will put to use what you've already learned. Like if at one moment he taught you how to pray, how to declare, he taught you how to forgive. How many of you know forgiveness is a weapon? Forgiveness is a weapon. And sometimes the only, and I just, I just got this in my heart, the only hindrance that you have made, not God, between you and your breakthrough is forgiveness. All of a sudden, this just dropped into my heart right now. Some of you, and you might not even realize it, that some of you here have been walking in, in, in hurt and offense, and maybe you've put it on the shelf, but there's that, every time you think about it, there's that offense. Every time you think of it, there's that, uh, but you have put it on the shelf because, you know, all is good. How many of you know this message is not just for those who have strayed away from the Lord, but this message is also for the sons in the house? Who God is speaking to and maybe just maybe there's that hint of unforgiveness and what God is saying right now don't worry you know what pastor Stephen he said uh, something that was really good uh, last night it was last night right uh, last night in LifeCon and he said God cannot fix what you do not talk about remember that God cannot fix what you do not talk about and sometimes we hide things from God you know what I don't want to deal with that it's too painful I'll just keep it on the shelf and you go along and it's all fine it's all fine but then there's that certain why why can't I move forward I mean I move forward but there's three steps forward two steps back and it, it seems like there's something hindering you and I just sense in my spirit right now that it's unforgiveness and it's not like your hatred I, I'm not even talking about a bitter hatred just talking about you've never released forgiveness to this person who has offended you or who has hurt you. And you want to keep it in the back burner. But God is saying, no, come face to face with it. There is no shame in that. There's no shame. Of course you got hurt. Of course you got offended. We, we, we're not talking about how you felt, but we're talking about your response. And so I believe that. I, I, I feel that right now. So if, if that is you, whoever you are, Come face to face with it. Talk to Jesus about it. If you can, talk to someone about it. If you're in a life group, talk to someone about it because God wants to fix that. God wants to fix that. He wants, he wants you to move forward. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So in our journey with God, maybe there are some obstacles that take longer to overcome. But in those cases, he's teaching us patience. He's teaching us endurance. 
Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. Oh, no, not Romans 8. Hebrews 10, 35. Ah, really? Okay. Are you good for five more minutes? Okay. Hebrews 10, 35 to 39 in the Amplified Bible. So I'm saying he's the God of the mountaintop. He's the God of the valleys. He's the same there. He is more than enough. So when you're going through a valley, this is the verse for you. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it is a glorious and great reward. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising so that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. So don't throw away your confidence. Again, if you can't see his hand, trust his heart. And then it says, for yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. But my righteous one, I mean, how many of you are righteous in this place, righteous people? But my righteous one, the one justified by faith, shall live by faith, respecting man's relationship to God and trusting him. And if he draws back, shrinking in fear, my soul has no delight in him. But, say but, our way is not of those who shrink back to destruction. Why? Because we are confident in who God is for us, and we are confident in who we are in him. But our way is not of those who shrink back to destruction, but we are of those who believe. I believe what you say of me, God. I believe. Relying on God through faith in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by this confident faith, confident faith, we preserve the soul. So don't back off when it gets harder. Draw closer. Don't shrink back when it gets more challenging. Draw closer to God because the point is victory, whether it is initial or eventual, victory is never in doubt in our minds. It's never in doubt. And we joyfully count on God to pull through for us. God wants you to hear his voice, his whisper. Pastor James Ayton's message, the first again, log on to a live conference 2021 talking about the whisper sometimes the voices of our circumstance speak so louder we can't think of anything else but you know what all you have to do is just stay still and listen for the whisper of god god wants to train us to listen to his whisper that's why he says come closer because every circumstance has a sound and that sound can be blaring and hurting, but God wants his still small voice to rest upon you so that you can hear him say, I love you, all is well. You will get through this. We're in this together. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hear the whisper of the voice of the Lord, amen? Hallelujah, Romans 8:28. Let me just give you two verses. I pray that we would have a growing conviction that God is predisposed to love and care for us. That is my confidence. That is our confidence. Romans 8.28 in the Amplified. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things, say all things. He causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and according 
to his purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. And Philippians 1, 6 says, I am convinced and confident. This is my confidence. I am convinced of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. He's faithful, amen? And our faithful God just wants to get closer to us. So I pray that in this place today, I pray that your confidence in him was built up to the point where you will never, ever doubt his love for you, where you, were where you will never, ever doubt that he wants to come through for you, that whatever it is you are going through, whether you're in the mountaintop or whether you're in the valley, he is more than enough for you. And, you know, I just want um, uh, to end with this invitation right now for all of you who are on site and for all of you who are online. This walking, this learning, this working with God starts when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. See, God is never going to force himself on you. He's not. We have free will. We have a choice. But he's giving us a choice. And today, I believe that there is an invitation. And he's saying to us right now, come to me. Come closer to me. So I'm going to lead people in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm going to give you an invitation to walk closer with the Lord, to walk with him and work with him. So I'm going to pray and you repeat this prayer after me on site and online. Father in heaven, thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus Christ to die for me to pay the penalty for my sin. Thank you for coming closer, God. And today, I receive Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I receive the forgiveness of all of my sin. Jesus, I receive eternal life today. I thank you for that. In your name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.